0: Oh, man, that's the saddest superhero I think.
1: (laughs) Nerd on. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Nerd on, the podcast you didn't need, but you deserve. Where all levels of nerd are welcome. Yeah, you are. Uh, Today... Today, we have a very special guest with us, but before we get into any of that, I'm going to introduce the hosts. Yes. I am Caitlin. I'm Tom.
2: Who jumps the gun
1: on anyone else speaking. He
2: he, His natural inclination was to correct you when you weren't wrong.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, I I thought
3: you were going to go straight into it. So, I'm Tom.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And I am Josh, and this episode is brought to you in part by the members of the NerdOn Nation that is powered by... Patreon. Patreon. As a member of the NerdOn Nation, you do get fun perks. Like you get early access to these episodes. You get bonus episodes that nobody else hears. You get discounts on merch. You get access to secret channels in our Discord server. There's a lot of fun stuff, so do check it out. NerdOn.tv backslash Patreon. And at the end of the day, you get to help us to grow and be the best that we can be because... We love doing this, and we love creating quality content for you, and the NerdOn Nation allows us to make better and better and better content for you. stronger. And harder to kill. No. And uh, check out that Discord, nerdon.tv backslash Discord. Uh, It's growing by the day, and lots of really fun conversations going on over there. And a huge shout-out to our partners, Apogee and Odyssey. Apogee has, of, of course, equipped us with these microphones, a hype mic, do check it out. It's a wonderful microphone, USB, uh, connects to your uh, mobile device, Mac, Windows. We use it for everything that we do. So check it out. It's, a, it's high quality, good stuff. Um, professional voiceover artists use it. It's good like stuff. Like me. Um, like Caitlin. And I like Odyssey all. headphones all the time odyssey headphones uh very high quality very comfortable and they have a whole line of headphones to check out um from super pro level to consumer level and these lcd ones i can't suggest them enough they're very comfortable sound great and check out the mobius and penrose uh penrose is their brand new gaming headset um that's pretty dope That has a sure microphone built in it's really cool but check them out odyssey headphones but that's the housekeeping. What 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 are we doing here today, Caitlin?
1: What's, What's going, going on, Caitlin? Caitlin? Day, <laughs> Tom. We're going to be talking to a good friend of mine. We're going to be talking to Mister Nick Lanny Pator Landis. Mm. Who's he? I'm excited. He is one of the co-founders of Team Four Star, who made uh, Dragon Ball Z abridged. Um, he's a voice actor. He recently uh, was Michelangelo in uh smite. smite um he's been in rwby he's been in fairy tale he's been in he's been in a lot of things really um and he's Gang also Gang working on a a game as mm-hmm. well right now a game system but we'll get into all of that in just a minute
2: yes we will enjoy well nick thank you so much for joining <laughs> us my goodness to be here initiating progress uh, there we <laughs> go. my goodness. Uh, oh, we've
3: had Nick in the digital green room for four hours now.
0: <laughs> yeah. I've just been sitting back there and there were not enough red M&Ms. I'm sorry. Oh. I did
1: tell them. I told the interns we needed more red M&Ms and they just, I'm sorry. I'm
0: oh, so they
2: got sorry. Skittles again, didn't they? Oh, dang it. They mixed it in with the M&Ms. Oh. you know how hard that
0: is to pick through? <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, gross. I'm just, there's, Reese, there's Reese's Pieces, M&Ms, and Skittles all in that same bowl. <laughs> is a handful of nightmare,
3: but now color coded. Roy experience. G. Band. It looks yeah. nice. It's a handful experience.
1: of experiences. That's what yeah. you meant. Yeah.
3: Well, Nick, <laughs> thank you for spending some time to to <laughs> grace us with your presence on our show. Um, <laughs> What's so
2: funny is that Nick has been like almost like a ghost member of Nerd On, so to speak, and all it like. It kind of feels
1: that way. In our
2: streams since <laughs> the beginning of quarantine. Since back. Then. I've been
0: popping around.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um uh,
3: so, so how how are you how are you doing? How 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 have you been? How, how's it going on?
0: Oh boy, is that a mixed bag? That is a mixed uh, bag. We like to what go a loaded in. Question. We like to go in. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, obviously I'm dealing with a lot of the same stuff that everybody is, you know, just inside a lot, consuming a lot of media, which luckily I was raised to be pretty good at. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah. You know, I, I'm I'm very uh, like it, it's a real mixed bag in the fact that you know on one hand it really sucks being isolated like this that ki- that kind of forced isolation, but it's so much better the fact that the internet exists yeah. and like you're not Ooh. like you're not just cut off like yeah. they talk they talk about the like the 1800s like the Spanish flu yeah no internet back then no what what you, what you do no you got Netflix and, and stream. You, sit, you sit and Can- you drink like yeah. that's what you did back then.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh a little but, simpler because you didn't know how bad the world was.
0: Yeah, that's. But true. also,
3: you didn't have wonderful, cool things to watch all yeah. the you know? and yeah. to binge.
0: Yeah. You can only look, look binge at the, at- the
2: the, the, <laughs> the,
3: the, yeah, just, the countryside so You just watch the alley
0: cats so <laughs> and see, like, oh man, that tabby's really uppity today.
1: Uh, <laughs> the that's, the highs that's, are that's what you did
0: back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, now, now you got. Tiger King
3: <laughs> oh, that's a good way. That's I' almost started watching believe.
0: Matt. I haven't seen it yet I'm I remember a terrible the biggest thing I that's could true. not finish it it's it's crazy no. it's yes but I, like in all the in uh, in all the ways where it's like I know this part's fake I know this part's fake and God these people are weird and <laughs> I I kind of steered away I was like I don't want to know about more bad people. Yeah, there's there's, so, a, there's enough bad going on yeah. out there, which you also have to process in the middle of all this. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so you know, you you, t- you take it
2: one day at a time.
1: We do.
2: Yeah, one COVID day at a time. Um, uh, so for our audience at home that doesn't that do not turn it tune into our streams, our podcast audience, um, where did uh, you and Caitlin meet? How did this how did this get you here to YouTube and our Twitch and all that kind of stuff.
0: Uh, and Caitlin jump
1: into. A decade. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah a, whole, a
3: decade. A whole decade a, a of A whole decade. It took 10 years to get him on the show, everyone. I hope yes.
1: you're happy.
0: We do it
2: for you.
3: <laughs>
1: yes.
0: Uh, 10 years ago, uh, 10 years ago in October, as a matter of fact, was oh. the first time I had met Caitlin. It was in... Detroit. She had no idea who the hell, like, I was or I any of the people I was working with of, was. Yep.
1: <laughs> I binge-watched a bunch of Dragon Ball Z and Bridge because I knew we were interviewing them the next day, but mm. I had no idea who they were or what they did.
0: Yeah, so as a brief introduction for anybody out there that, uh, for good reason, has never fucking heard of me, uh, I— was a co-writer and co-founder for a group known as Team Four Star. We, uh, our our biggest project, like we work on a bunch of anime parodies, but our biggest project was Dragon Ball Z Abridged, Mm. uh, in which I voiced voiced a majority of the like reoccurring cast and- Just like real anime. Wrote for it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Chris Sabat played literally almost all of the characters I play. So it's like, "Eh, there you go. Um, But yeah, so that, that was our big like- Claim to fame, so to speak, or infamy, depending on what side of the uh, ocean you're on. (laughs) Yeah, And so, you know, we get invited out to anime conventions and uh, Caitlin was working for another website at the time and they were coming out to uh, interview us. Like I said, she had no idea who we are, but there was this uh, (laughs) interview. Yeah, it was an interview and I really hit it off made great friends, and just kind of stayed in contact throughout the rest of the 10 years, like, on and off playing
1: games every now and again. And, uh, yeah. Same same friend circles, and then um, I started getting into voice acting. And then, so I came to visit, because I was in a project that was, mm-hmm. like, um, you guys were in, too, I believe, uh, um, Hells. Yes. And... Um, so, yeah, we've we've always been kind of, like, playing games and kind of in the same groups of friends and everything. And then um, you visited uh, L.A. for some work stuff back in March, like, right before the shutdown.
0: Yes. Yeah, like, literally, the, this was, like, the last thing I did before everything shut down. I was going down there for some uh, event for a Square Enix game that they were trying to release, but then everything got kind of shoved back that way. A little bit. hmm And... Life had thrown me a few curveballs at that point too, and uh, Caitlin has just been an insanely wonderful and amazing supportive friend throughout this entire process, and I've uh, tried to be the same.
1: <laughs> friendship, yeah, yeah. Friendship. No, friendship. Where's
0: friendship. my triangle? Ding. Bridgeman <laughs> <laughs> abridged. <laughs> a monster. Oh, oh.
1: Man, yeah. Oh. Don't be messing up the name, Tom. Come uh, on.
2: Where's the shame cam? The pun shame. I mean,
3: cam. <laughs> I, we're on it. This is it. I'm, I'm in it. <laughs> um,
1: Tom is constantly awesome. constantly in shame camp. None of us can speak English today.
3: No one. Fine. We've all lost it. That's what 2020
2: did to us, y'all.
1: <laughs> our Even English happened. is compromised.
2: <laughs> yes. Um, uh, uh, so, so it's uh, pretty much what we normally do with our guest is we did it ourselves, our very first episode, and we talked about where our tree of nerddom came from, like how mm-hmm. we got into pop culture and fandom and all that kind of stuff. So I'm curious about you. Like, what what started your nerdiness, like, your nerddom? Like, what, what going back to it? the
0: roots. I, I grew up in a very, like, media-dense household. Uh, both my mom and dad were, like, in the radio business, like, you know, big, like, RKO back in the day. Like, my nice. dad had met, like, and worked with a whole bunch of people, like, Larry King, Casey Kasem, nice. Eddie Murphy, like, uh, th- th- there was this like long line of pop culture that I was already kind of like being fed as I was, you know, gaining sentience, <laughs> <And> <laughs> growing. Yeah, <laughs> and as uh, I like, you know, as I was growing up, just downstairs in my basement, we had this wall, this whole wall of VHS tapes. Oh yes, and yes. I would just like, and it, it, it was like everything for me to like Star Wars to like fucking Sliver. Like, the, yeah. there was just, like, ra- like <laughs> the, the randomness, like, the assorted. And, and the treasure even, cove, some yeah, say. Just this huge pile of media that when I get bored, sometimes I just, like, pull one and pick through it. And I'd find some stuff that I like. And that doesn't even come close to touching all the, like, recorded off of television specials mm-hmm. type <laughs> yes. stuff that's also, like, sitting in its own cabinet. Oh, my so. God. I, I I think I consumed more media than I did calories growing up at some points. <laughs> oh my god! Um, that's so some, that that's say really where. Yeah, that's yeah. You know, does does great things for the human mind. When <laughs> oh it's yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: real good. <laughs> Look at me anyway. Uh,
0: so th- that that's really where it all started, where those roots started taking place. Like I, I have seen so many damn movies from the age of like five to like. When I left that house, I, I probably could not count them all, uh, like spanning genres. Uh, I You're really like got not into even horror. sure why you saw it. Like you just like yeah, I watched it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I'm, I'm bored. Let's put in, I don't know the gate. Uh, yeah, let's let's watch the gates. Oh, here we go. The cell. Let's watch the cell. <laughs> wow, that was weird. Oh my god. But it wasn't bad. Not bad, but very weird. Yeah, like yeah. It, yes, yes. it took it took it took me two watches to kind of be like, you know what? I understand. I think
3: <laughs> I was going to say some people still don't
0: understand after all these years.
3: <laughs> yeah, is there something to understand?
0: <laughs> it's it's not really it's not it's not for you to understand. It's it's for you to just watch and experience avant garde, baby. I had to look yeah. at
2: look it up just now, and I was like, oh yeah, I remember so, that one,
3: baby. Come <laughs> on, it's a classic.
2: Jennifer Lopez at her best.
3: Yeah. Yes. Uh,
0: <laughs> but yeah. It it's it, it started on like you know VHS media, then I you know started getting into video games. My my parents would always buy me like the hot new toys, whatever was coming out, because I was a spoiled little shit. And uh, <laughs> all right, at least you can know. Yes. <laughs> Say it. No, I I know what it does to a person, and. <laughs> And so, like, I'd, I'd play, like, all the games. My parents never cared if it was, like, M-rated or whatever. So, like, I'd, I'd just, like, play all of these things growing up. And, uh, yeah, eventually Toonami came out and I started getting into anime. But only, like, the mainstream anime. Mm-hmm. I never mm-hmm. I never took that stuff that was, like, like I, I was a dub purist yeah. until probably, like, my freshman year in college when I started actually watching some of the other stuff. Because, like, oh, I've caught up on what the dub is, so... I don't want to wait anymore. Then you finally just start reading. I guess I'll watch
1: the subtitles.
3: I I guess I'll watch the subtitles
2: for Bleach. I guess I'll read a movie. Yeah,
3: (laughs) YouTube, baby. That was like the goldmine. You see all these like sub Mm -hmm. things, and they just have
0: such a good catalog. Yeah, back in the day,
1: and somewhere along the lines, a bridge happened also.
0: Yeah, uh it, it was it was around that transition from like high school to college when I was like, you know, still really into like, you know, the Toonami the anime. Uh Yu Yu Hakusho at the time was my yeah. favorite, which is which is the show I kinda like started parodying. Mm-hmm. I did a Yu Yu Hakusho bridge. Nobody go look it up. It's absolutely awful. I did <laughs> not age well.
1: <laughs> Tom watched it. It's your number it's one video your on mind. your channel.
0: It is, in fact. Uh, th- th- I mean, there's no getting around it. Like no. that's that's what started everything. You grew for, from there. That's it. You know, yeah, like from my career, yeah. so to speak. Like that's that's what launched everything. Uh, it's how I met a bunch of my friends. It's how we, you know, came together and made Team Four Star. And I I, I do not regret making any of those. But man, can I not watch them anymore? <laughs>
3: I feel the that. innocence of cringe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, there is something kind of nice to be able to like, hey, you know, like, hey, something that I grew from, you know, I've changed, I've grown, I've learned and I've gotten better and I've crafted it. But, you know, everyone starts from somewhere. So yeah. it's it's nice that if, if people do, uh, you know, want to um, emulate you in some fashion that they have like something like, oh, well, even they began somewhere. And even when they're like, maybe they're, they're, they're kind of like, wow, they
0: had imagination at least. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the first start. It's the first step. Yeah. And and really what that project was to me, was just like, it, it was a, a sense of like taking some control back in my life. Cause at the time, like when I, when I started it. I had, like, freshly injured myself playing rugby. Like, I broke my back, basically. I was unable wow. to do any of the stuff that I wanted to do yeah, in Yeah, it high wasn't school. a small
1: injury. You're like, no. oh, I twisted no, my I, ankle. No, you broke your back. Yeah, was, That's I, a superhero
0: I, origin right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's the saddest superhero
3: I think of. <laughs> I broke my back, man.
0: Oh. I broke I broke my back, and then I made anime parodies. Look out, criminals! <laughs> <laughs> We're on to something. I, so yeah, I, I was sitting there like it was a pretty dark point in my life because, like, I mean, for high school, like you know, you don't have a big scope, but because I couldn't do any of the things I wanted to do, I couldn't go to prom. I couldn't mm-hmm. uh, do theater anymore because I, you know, don't have mobility. Uh, so I, I'm sitting there like, just thinking, what the hell am I going to do with my time? And I discovered, um, Martin Little Karibo Bill Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged Series. And I'm like, holy shit, this is great. Wait a minute. All he's doing is using footage and talking over it and editing around it. I have a computer. I mm-hmm. can do that. That yeah. doesn't involve legs. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. And you're not wrong. <laughs> so, yeah. And so I, I started it up and for some reason, people started watching it. And liking it, which was even more befuddling to me, and then I just I just kept going, and that's basically how I ended up meeting Caitlin. It kind of sounds... and now
1: over a decade has passed.
0: Yeah, and now we're here. There's gray hairs in my beard now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think we're about the same age, uh, so it's like yeah. I'm starting to see him, and I'm like, oh, is that what that is? Age. No. <laughs> um, I mean what a novel thing. What a novel thing. I've listened to <laughs> <laughs> I've listened to some interviews uh with you and you kind of explaining kind of the I don't know, the the process of Team Four Star. And it kind of it it sounds like one of those processes where you kind of met and surrounded yourself with people that were better than you in a sense of like somebody edited better or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like it sounds like it's kind of a, a nice natural thing to happen where everybody kind of has their thing that they do and that they're good at. And it just is this copacetic experience of good shit.
0: Yeah. Like it, there is nobody I know that can like pitch jokes like my buddy, uh, Taka Curtis Arnott. like he, he is a joke firing machine. Mm-hmm. Like they sometimes need to be refined, but that boy will like keep going and nobody in my life have I met who is a better editor than my buddy uh, Scott Kaiser Neco frerix Me, so I like to think that, uh, like you know, I, I kind of like tie like I, I am often the conflict resolution person I'm between the glue. those two Mediator. <laughs> the glue. I, I, I am. I, I'm 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 the heart, but no, no I, <laughs> I'm the actor of the crew. That's what I do. <laughs> Look at me. The talent. <laughs> talent is here. Yes, I'm the talent. I'm the talent, and I and I. And I, and I work and I uh refine scripts i'm I'm very good at making a joke work if it's like a little like if it's just like you're trying to pound a square peg into a circle I'll shave off those corners for you mm, it fits <laughs> sounds right it sounds right it's
3: needed it's needed
0: yeah um i I kind of wanted to have a little bit of fun
3: um just because so i'm I'm a i'm a I'm a nerdy boy uh I like the anime I'm the one that nerds. really Um, but you know, you've had a lot of experience getting to know the characters that you end up abridging and making your own, but you had to know a little bit of, you know, who they were, but, uh, you know, a little bit of deep diving. You could, everyone could look up online, the roles you've played for the abridged series that you've been a part of. Um, I kind of want to go through a lightning round speed of different abridged series that you've been a part of. Okay. And then you list off who's the best character in your eyes. Oh, okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, you ready? You cool with this? All right. Yes. So, uh, we're only talking about the abridged series. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to start off with the, with the ba- with Mother's Milk. Yu Hakusho. Kuwabara. Uh, Naruto.
1: Hmm.
3: Um. Tick, tick tick tick. Rock Lee. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Joey Wheeler. Helsing
0: uh alucard
3: final fantasy 7
0: Ooh, that one's tougher um tifa and finally dragon ball z gotta go with piccolo
2: <laughs>
0: I there's a theme i'm seeing Evangita. a theme
3: here okay i like it that's awesome um but i mean what so you know you're, you kind of had a theme for the you know for their beginning with cool um, and Joy Wheeler, uh, is there a particular reason why
0: you kind of go towards a little bit more of the comic relief characters, right? Uh, they're comic relief, but they're underappreciated. And when they, like, the moments when they count, when they get that win, it just feels so much better. Don't, like, anybody that's watched Naruto, the moment, like, even though he didn't win this one, the moment Lee dropped the weights, oh oh if you didn't lose your shit, yeah. you yeah. should check your pulse, because God <laughs> damn, that got, like, Little Lanny was fucking running around the room like yeah. <laughs> I mean
3: that's the same thing with Sucker Piccolo too when he throws off the hat and he throws off the the, the cape mm-hmm. and it's Piccolo like Piccolo has
0: thrown down the
3: gauntlet. He's it. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, like that, he, the winds are like, oh He never
0: my gets God. like once Nappa shows up, Piccolo never gets his respect again except against like second form Frieza. When he shows yep. up against that, it's like mm, but it's like you know this isn't where it's ending. But
3: mm, go, buddy. <laughs> I mean, he <laughs> kind of when he went against seventeen
0: and he became a super. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's one of nemec- my
0: favorite fights yeah. in the entire show. It's pretty great. Like, It's so fucking cool. Yeah, and <laughs> it's just a shame that oh, if you're if you're not a Saiyan, you don't matter.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he kind of he mattered for like what ten seconds in the new Broly movie. Yeah,
0: whole ten seconds. He had a fun part in that. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad my boy Piccolo was in it. Yeah, and he, uh, he was great in Dragon Ball.
3: He is. I mean, he. Yeah, he. I mean, he was. He was badass in Dragon Ball. But like, yeah, it's it's funny. Like, I like you. Kind of picked like the slept on people, other than Alucard. But like, all the like like Joey Wheeler. It's kind of like you never know if he's gonna win or not, which makes it exciting to watch. There's no plot armor around these characters. It's
0: the character with the tension in the battle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like it's like you, you actually have some investment there. It's like okay, yeah, obviously this fight could go kind of either way until you start learning the tropes. It's like no, they're gonna job here, so that when the real guy wins, it's better.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: It's like, hey, I need you to throw in the towel. It's like, no. I have I all the little... to go. Like, at least nobody got shafted like Yamcha. Yamcha was that guy <laughs> in Dragon Ball. He shows yeah. up, he beats Goku once because Goku was hungry. And then throughout the rest of the series, he, series, he's there to be the punching bag for the guy that Goku has to beat. He is yeah. the
3: anime distracted boyfriend meme hundred mm-hmm. percent. Like he is that girl and Balm was just looking at Vegeta just the entire time. But except it's just the exactly. audience. We're like, Man, isn't that guy, guy cool? Like he has Wolf Fang fists, like, nah, he
0: ain't cool. Krillin's cool. It's like, oh okay, my bad. Oh, he's not cool. Which- Tien's cool. It's like, oh my bad. <laughs> Which is why it was so hype when fighters came out and Yamcha was like just an S tier ch- like an S tier fighter for like the longest time. Yeah. Uh, He's he's, he's still good for so many people. I wish I were better at that game. (laughs) (laughs) No no lie. Yeah, that
3: game is like intense. But yeah, I love when you could have that meta where like the the low ranking character in the
0: shows like translate to games and they're
3: just phenomenal. But
0: uh, yeah. I'd rock some shit with Rock Lee in like Ultimate Ninja Storm. So don't don't
3: even take me. (laughs) So good.
2: And just when
0: those gates
3: unlocks, like, oh, so good. It feels so good.
2: It feels Uh so good. Um,
3: so um, good. Uh, I mean, my, the, the only Josh. question
2: that I, I have that I was really curious about, because it's such a, it, it's such an interesting media, even just a concept of like abridging shows, mm-hmm. what, if you don't mind abridging, you can slap me oh, later, God. Uh, oh, behind God. the scenes of like the development and production of something like that, like choosing the topic, how you're going to go about it, and then like the actual production of it, like. I'm very curious about that. Just even from a how creator do? standpoint, how do you do the thing you do?
0: Well, once you've selected, like you know, your project, the 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 first and most important thing is you got to choose something that you love because making fun of something that you love, there's a different feel from making fun of something that you hate. Oh, yeah. yeah, like that. Making fun of something that you hate is how you end up with something like epic movie, you know. Oh. <laughs> Whereas if there's like genuine, where is if there's like genuine love for something, like an appreciation for it. You can, you know, make airplane or space balls. Yeah. Like you gotta have an appreciation. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's you're you enjoy the material and that love shines through in the final product. You're not trying to make a stupid version of the thing that other people like. You're trying to make a funny version of something that you enjoy. Yeah. So that's the that's the first step in the process. And then uh, when it came to like going episode per episode or even like some of the movies for DBZA. What we do is we'd sit down and we decide, okay, what is the next natural stopping point from where we left off? Like what would be the best point to say like, hey, this is where it should end so that we can pick up here. And there's like a a little bit of a cliffhanger or this part like, you know, we can make a really good joke here so you can cap the episode with that. And uh, we say like, okay, so we need to get from point A to point B. What is all the stuff that happens in between and how do we work through it? What is the rhythm for it? When do we use these cutaway scenes that we have? Like, you know, because there's always like an A plot and a A plot, B B plot plot. throughout the series. So you're able to like say, okay, so on Namek, okay, we want to get to like from this part to when the Ginyu show up. Okay, we still have all these scenes with Bulma, you know, just off doing her own random shit on Namek that we can pull from if we have a scene that we need to break up somehow. (laughs) It's like, okay, yada, 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 make a joke here. And, uh, you know, that feels like a good end point. Let's show Bulma fighting a crab. There you go. And scene. And uh, from there, like, once once you have it all scripted out, which is the most intensive process because, you know, you're staying true to the characters. You want things to flow. Uh, you want it to be funny, but you don't want, like, joke, 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 or else it gets monotonous. It's actual story, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you need a little bit of a flow, a little bit of a heart, some meat
2: to it. Do you, is it groups of episodes that you would write or would it be one by one depending on, because
0: sometimes improv will take, maybe even take you a little bit away, not away. We typically typically go one by one. Uh, There are only a few cases where we'd write like multiple episodes in a row and those would be usually like the season finales where we'd usually like, it would still be one episode, but it would be in like three parts. Like episode 60, I think in total is like, almost an hour long
1: because
0: <laughs> right. like each part is like almost 20 minutes. Yeah. Can imagine. And so, uh, yeah, like there's, there's still like room for improv in the booth. Taka is notorious for going off script. Sometimes mm-hmm. that stuff makes it in. Sometimes it absolutely does not. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But right. you, you, you do what you can and whatever Kaiser ends up with because he's the editor of the series, he'll look at it and say, okay, Like, you know, sometimes stuff still needs to get trimmed out to make it flow better, lines here and there, bits here and there. Um, Usually it doesn't hurt the episode, but, like, sometimes you just don't have the footage to make a joke you wanted work and you thought you did, so you work around it. And uh, as he's going, he would show me basically like you know the equivalent of dailies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'd look them over and be like, okay, the pay like uh, timing is one of like these things that I just kind of had, kind of have like driven into me, like comedic timing, um, which you know we'll we'll get into when we talk about up later on. Mm-hmm. And uh, so like I, I'd talk to him about like you know the pacing for the scene. It's like okay, add like a add like you know two beats here. And then the punchline will be a little bit stronger. Or, you know, this needs to be a little tighter. And, you know, then he'd refine it. And I'd be like, perfect. And he'd be like, I hate you. And I'm like, I know, but it's better for it. And then (laughs) we'd move forward until we finally have a finished product. And then it goes up on YouTube. We wait until we see, you know, how people respond. And then we start working on the next episode and working on it from there.
1: Wow. Nice. Well, and and speaking of refining, since uh, I know that you have also been working on uh, your own game system. Mm. I want to just, uh, talk about that for a quick second. So for those of you that, uh, are just being introduced to Nick, uh, he, every Monday runs, uh, a D and D series called roll with me. Um, and it has me, uh, Kurt, uh, distortion devil who's Connor, uh, and, uh, shadow dancer, Bob, and every week we've been playing D and D for long, long, long time at this point. Um, but recently on The Unexpectables, I just started a series called Gateway that Connor is DMing. And Nick, uh, myself, Sarah, and Hey, Mr. Rabbit are um, the players in it. But that is using uh, Nick's new game system that he has been working on. Uh, yeah. Which, if you want to talk about that for a quick minute, that would be great.
0: Sure. Thank you. Uh, it's a system that I've uh, dubbed Ready to Roll. It is essentially. I like d and I like d and a lot. But to me, the combat in D&D really drags. Some people really like the mechanics of Dungeons & Dragons combat or Pathfinder, where it's like very math heavy, very mechanics. Let's roll a billion dice. Some people just love the feeling of that.
3: Uh, I've been um, in combat now for three weeks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know exactly I, what I,
3: that I, is. And it's, ran, it's fine and I love it. But I was like,
0: wow wow, this is six seconds, baby. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Every, every, every round is six seconds, but it can take like five minutes. Mm -hmm. And I, I both like, like, I like it because, you know, it can lead to some like really cool tense situations, but I also hate it because I'm the type of RPG player where I really like to, you know, role play. And I don't want to just sit back and wait a half an hour until I get to try to kick somebody again. Yep. And uh, that's, that's kind of where I wanted to come from with this system. It's it's based on the uh, Apocalypse World system, so it's powered by the Apocalypse system, which is just a, a 2D6 system, and it's very simple. Basically, you roll the dice, and you add a specific stat to it, whatever the GM decides. Like, you know, I want to break open this rusty door. Okay, roll plus, like in my system, it would be roll plus body or roll plus strength. You roll your dice. If the result ends up with like 10 or higher, you automatically succeed. Bam, that door is open. It's out of your way. Move on. If nice. you roll uh below like a six or below, you failed. That door is too heavy. You can't do it. And then there's like the middle ground between seven and nine where it's like you roll, okay, you get open the door, but you alerted a bunch of people by breaking that door down. Like everybody mm. heard you and now they know you're coming. So you got to work around this situation. In combat, it's more along the lines of, you know, you succeed, you 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 take care of whatever the hell you were trying to do. Like, you took that guy down, and you take no damage doing it. Seven through nine, you take that guy down, but he deals some damage to you. Okay. And six and below, this guy just slaps your shit. Like, what are you doing? Laughs, <laughs> and at I, you. I'm just, yeah, so uh, throughout, like, the last year, but especially during quarantine, I've been working to refine that um, and – it's been a lot of fun and I hope people enjoy it when it comes out. When it does come out, I'm releasing it pretty much absolutely for free just cuz I awesome. want people to enjoy it.
3: So so if I may for hypothetical only because I'm trying to apply it to my real world scenario my the D&D campaign I'm in. What if we're fighting like a giant dragon? Mm-hmm. I I don't know so I don't know how your system works so like I I roll I'm not the only one killing the dragon
0: or 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 does that is that a possibility? Uh, basically the way that would work, if you have like a very specific large creature that you're dealing with, Mm -hmm. the GM would have to take into account, okay, what are you fighting it with? Are you fighting it with a sword or do you have a howitzer? Because, you know, the howitzer is going to do more damage to a dragon than a sword is going to. Yes. So in in that situation, like the dragon might take a few successful rolls to actually, you know, take down or conquer, and maybe you have to be a bit more creative about it. Are you just going to run up to this dragon face first with a sword? It's probably not going to work so well. Are you going to, you know, try to sneak around the dragon and cripple its wings? Yeah, all of a sudden you're doing, all of a sudden you're doing some damage. Like you know, it's it's up to the player to decide how they want to go at something if they're going to go something like face forward guns ablaze and you better make sure that thing makes sense you're not going to you're not going to face down a tank with a shotgun
3: that's cool it, 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 like to your to your point it, it takes more of the reins of like the player's imagination mm-hmm. and takes away the mechanics of like well I'm going to run up and attack it and so there's no real point in me having an imagination if I could just roll and tech and I fail anyways so, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Like, yeah, I'm always Matthew McConaughey, Reign of rain of fire, jump on a building, jump behind it, mm-hmm. and like, attack. That's the only way to do it, really. I think, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Well, that's, and that's cool. I yeah, thought yeah, it yeah. was
1: a, I thought it was a very good segue because, like, to me, this system is literally D and D abridged.
0: Oh uh-huh. yeah, it's 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 much shorter, and it's like it allows you more creative freedom with what you're doing when you're not just trying to play around the well that. That ability doesn't actually allow you to do that. You can only do this once per day. And are you out of spell slots? Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> yeah. you can't you can't cast that spell right now. Unless you want to use a spell slot of a, a, a higher tier. So and yeah.
1: it's like it's it's There's still that. fun to play in the classic way, mm-hmm. but it's it's literally like removing the ten minutes of screaming for a power yeah, up and it's, going, it's, did you punch him or not?
3: Yeah, like yeah. like Caitlin said, it's like it's like it's a bridge where it's like you know you still can enjoy the Dragon Ball Z and everything else that's been a bridge, but like this will just get you the, through the whole thing too and still remain true to the characters. So
0: it just yeah. it just like
1: makes it happier.
0: Yeah, the the last session of Roll with me, uh, the D and D show that I run that we just had uh, involved oh, the group fighting a bunch of mind flares, oh, but half oh, wow. half of the group very was and you know like there, there's there's some tactics around it you. You can, like, you know, jump to different areas so you can avoid their telekinetic blast. But unfortunately, the combat scenario started with everybody grouped up. And it's like, intelligent save. And all of a sudden, <laughs> half the party is, like, stunned for five rounds. And it's like, well, let's hope <laughs> this works out. Here we yeah, go. We yeah,
1: definitely, we definitely had a moment of being like, wow, we might just all die right now. You, you,
0: you guys were pretty close. Like, a few of you were pretty close to getting your brain sucked out.
1: I mean, we did have someone literally drowning, like passed yep. out and drowning for a yep. while. Con- Connor's Oops. character did,
0: in fact, uh, almost died. Lose consciousness. Yep. If if he had stayed underwater for one more round, he'd be dead.
1: Dead, dead. Um, before
3: we switch into uh, the second half of the show, with Up, I do want to talk a little bit about. So, you know, not you know, I think a lot of people will you know pick your name out of you know the abridged and as well as the work you you know the the D and D campaigns. Um, and anything that you've done kind of with the internet. But one thing I really like our our audience to kind of pick out is something I discovered uh, recently. I looked you up. I researched you. Um, oh, is that you're- you're uh, your,
1: Tom's the deep diver. He he knows all.
3: I care. I like to think that, you know, people <laughs> are worth time to understand and learn. Um, and uh, your channel, um, you know, you show, you know, the exploits of like the cool things that are going on in your life, but you also take a moment to really kind of uh, as Josh has a uh, trademark copywritten um pull back the veil um and you you talk about the real stuff in your life you you, yeah. you make a make it make an effort to to try to connect with um your audience and i I, it's I like, like
2: motivational videos and stuff like that mm-hmm.
3: yeah I, I like you know in in the sense of like you know people aren't just fans they're people who have you know, taken a part of your life, you know, your life would not be the same without them. And, you know, you have a professional career as well with voice acting and, um, you know, you, there's so much more facets to than just team four star, even though they're a big part of your life. And I, I kind of wanted to know what was your, um, I guess the, uh, the catalyst to do something like that to where you wanted to, you know, bring up the, the curtain and say like, Hey, this is who I am. And these are the parts of my life that I want to sh- share with you. I think
0: the biggest catalyst was uh, th- there. There was a point where I kind of I, I I hit a, a fairly low point. Um, just every like everything kind of stopped making sense to me for a while, and I mean we all get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of us are still there, and in, in in many ways I still am. Uh, where you know you're you realize at a point. Holy shit, I'm an adult and I'm kind of in control of everything around me, but there are so many things around me that I feel like I don't have control of. And uh, I I started going on this real deep dive. Uh, Psychology has always been a big passion of mine. Like I have Mm. a bunch of psychology books that I collected like from – high school and onward, if I wasn't so, like, if I didn't get so much fulfillment from acting, I probably would have ended up, you know, studying psychology and becoming a psychologist or a therapist or something. And I didn't, so (laughs) everything I I say, take it with a grain of salt, because I am not a professional. I am not studied. Uh, But I realized, you know, there are so many other people out there that feel just as lost, just as alone and i wanted to do something i guess to like just try to reach out to those people that have made my crazy weird globe trotting life possible <laughs> like th- there are so many people that you know just by watching a video clicking a thumbs up button or like showing up to a stream that have made so many things in my life possible I- i've gotten to travel around the world multiple times i've been to australia uh, New Zealand, uh, various parts of Canada, various parts of Europe, just to go out and meet people who are a fan of the funny voices that I make. And it's only because they really wanted to see me that I was able to go there. So I, I keep thinking about all those people out there and how amazing and supportive they've been, even if they don't realize it. And I I just wanted to share with them the fact that, you know, I am I don't know what I'm doing. And these are these are some things that have kind of worked for me to like help me through my life. And I just started from there like uh, I, a lot of a lot of my biggest issues come from you know like how do I stay motivated? How do I do some things that uh, get me through those real downtimes that make uh, the depression easier because everybody goes through fits of depression maybe not as severely as others, but we all have a a cycle that we go through. Everybody has ups and downs, the seasons, and so to speak. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. there are certain things that you can do as a person to try to form some habits that'll make it easier to get out of those spirals, mm-hmm. yeah. rather than you know just giving into them and saying like, "Well, I guess this is it for a bit." Yeah, it's a it's the taking
2: responsibility to kind of part about it where it's like you what you were saying. Like I kind of had something like that too, where it's like oh shit, I can control my mm-hmm. response. I can control kind of like my piece of it, uh, of this experience that I'm having mm-hmm. instead of just like going with the flow and just kind of, I don't mean to say this, but I'm going to say it like the victim-ish kind of mentality mm-hmm. where it's like, no, I I have control of the way that I can respond in this situation and and it's not always going to be the same for each person and I think having... I, I will tell you personally, I, I watched your videos multiple times and I, oh, I really enjoyed, um, especially the motivation one. Cause I think that that's such an important subject just in general of like staying motivated, finding motivation, that kind of thing. So it's like, it's especially in those dark times of like, mm.
0: how do you like get in the zone or even close to the zone? How do you how do you how do you find the zone? How do you find that path back to it? Yeah, and it's it's where I kind of developed my own little self mantra that uh, in those videos I called bubble, bubble, which is better you, better life. The idea that wherever you are, no matter what point in life you find yourself, if you can find just any little aspect on which to improve upon, you can make your situation better.
3: I I like uh, a facet of it is that you know there's, it's not like a consistency, like, Hey, this is the week update and all this stuff. But it's like, you, you show parts of, you know, like, I think one of the most recent videos you had was you making like a pumpkin vegetable curry or something. Yeah. Uh, And it was like, you know, Hey, you got to do this. And you know, you may not get the recipe, right. So you add more curry powder and stuff like that, where I think to me, it's like a nice transition to the topic of up because no matter how old you are, no matter how many things you've done, there's always opportunities for you to learn. And grow and lessons will never stop being apparent to who you are in this world until you know you're you hit your final destination. But even then, even younger people can teach you new lessons. Mm-hmm. So um yeah. Uh now we're ready to talk about up. Oh yeah. <laughs> we're gonna talk about up. <laughs> so yeah.
1: If
3: every-
1: you didn't segue that, I was going to <laughs> it's literally the same thing.
2: Um yes, that's why I did it. <laughs> people joining uh, if you are new to nerd on something that we like to do with our guests is we like to talk to some we like to talk to them about something that they're nerdy about or that they're a fan of like they get their yes. nerd on about we
1: all talk about it. yeah, yeah.
2: like uh, with andrea romano we talked about romeo and juliet um mm. yeah so that's what we like to do here so let's do the thing let's talk about up
0: up easily one of the greatest animated films of all time, in my opinion. It's like it's good from top to bottom. It is spectacular. No matter how many times I rewatch it, I, I think on average, like it'll draw so many emotions out of me. I I cry on average about two point five times. Like you know, <laughs> Every the, five the big minutes. ones at the beginning <laughs> and at the book, but then there's always these like little sentimental bits in the middle that'll yeah. like sometimes it'll catch me off guard. I'm like,
1: oh yeah, that's right. <laughs>
2: There was. I started watching it. Uh, well, I watched it for this episode, but my wife was there with me, and she goes, "We're, we're in that. We're in the first ten minutes. You know, the we part." Are, yeah. yeah the and first she goes, ten minutes. "Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah."
0: I I watched it last night with Caitlin. And I'm yeah. pretty sure she's she said almost the exact same thing at the. Moment. I'm like, oh
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I I hadn't. I said I said this to him yesterday because I was like, I haven't watched this movie since. Like, I saw it in theaters because I wasn't ready to get emotionally wrecked again mm-hmm. multiple times yeah.
3: from I, every angle. I, I I watched it. So, I mean, we can kind of go into—and something, you know, we do uh, traditionally here, uh, Nick, and I want you to be able to take part of it, is uh, for our okay. first in, uh, initial reaction and our first impressions. Like, I remember watching it um, when it first came out, and I think I was—it I was, was 2009, and so, like, I was—I just graduated— uh, I either just yeah, I just graduated high school. And I don't think I really it hit me that well, but I remember everyone sobbing about it. And I was just like, maybe I wasn't emotionally mature enough to really kind of like care about it. But then I remember watching it later on in college and being like, Oh wow, this is like the saddest first 10 minutes of any movie, like probably ever. Um, and I, I to me that became like the the later on the 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 signature of Pixar of mm-hmm. um get the hard emotions out of the way. So when you get the catharsis at the very end, it hits you just as hard. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, ah. I watched it again for this episode. And I, I, it's funny. Cause I, I think everyone remembers the first 10, 20 minutes, but then I completely forgot the rest of the movie. I'm like, why are we here? Well, I mean, I knew why What's we were there, on? but I didn't know why we were on this adventure. Like, what what was the B, quote-unquote, plot adventure, which actually is the mm-hmm. A-venture? Um, yeah. And then I was like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The dog. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> also, everyone listening. <laughs> Doug! Sp- spoilers for everything. Oh, I, I remember Squirrel. Everyone
1: remembers Squirrel and Kevin.
3: Oh, yeah. That, but became, like, that became
1: integrated into normal society. Squirrel. Yep.
3: Yeah. And well, and then I also forgot the great soda Pin and I was like, oh. why is that important? Oh, I understand. <laughs> the batch.
1: So I like, oh, okay, my bad.
3: Like I, not not gonna lie, because I've had I have a friend who's like all about Disney. I'm more about Pixar than I am about Disney, but he's all about Disney and he's like, look, I got this pin. And I was like, that's from up, but I don't know what it's I don't I don't know what it's from. And then I realized like, oh my bad, my bad. <laughs> I know what it is now. <laughs> uh so that's it. I I I I Again, I like Pixar a lot because I think they do a lot of anti-Disney stuff. And it's not to be like Disney's bad, but they do it in such a way where it's like it's artful. And it's like more of a commentary of like if Disney's all about the brand new things, Pixar is very much about like how like antiquated things become like try to find Mm -hmm. a new role in the world
0: and Pixar, Pixar has that feeling of classic Disney. Before mm-hmm. Disney, like, I mean, Disney was always commercialized, but before it was, like, so blatantly commercialized. Yeah. It,
3: it, there, there is a sense of, like, Pixar of, like, change is good and change is growth. And change also hurts, where, like, Disney's like, but let's make sure the king gets back to the castle kind of feel where mm-hmm. it's like, All right, I get it. And it's fine. It's wonderful. I don't want to disparage anyone, take anything away from anyone, but... Uh, that's and and Pixar, I think John Laster was said, like the reason why they're so successful is that they've done an like a anti-disney route where like we don't include songs. We don't have these kind of characters. Mm-hmm. We talk about these things. and it's like and it provides a space where both can live if you want to be if you want to be a fan of both. so
0: yeah. I, I was actually reflecting uh, reflecting last night during like just the credits of Up, where it's like it's so nice not to have that, you know, that one song that they also try to turn into uh, a pop song that's yeah. way worse than the original version of the song.
1: <laughs> and like the credits were even cute. yeah, yeah. everything and a lot the, of i
2: loved I loved about the credits of how the the pictures go with the like the sound mixer credit. Was with them talking on like the the can the little string the and they kept thing. it in the scrapbook. Like, um, <laughs> but I mean, what about what about you, Nick? Can you remember your your
0: first experience of watching initial this, reaction? This, my my first experience with watching Up was just as emotional as my most recent experience watching Up for for different reasons. Oh. Uh, when I, when it came out in two thousand nine. Uh, I was working in a movie theater and it was like – it was the second movie I think we got with our new 3D screen. And I yeah, got to yeah. wear like the glasses and it, it looked really cool in 3D. Admittedly, didn't need it. Like it's just like you're looking onto a stage. But hey, it's a fun gimmick and yeah. I'll – I worked at the movie theater so I got to do it for free. So uh, I, I enjoyed it. I, I cried my eyes out at it because uh, when, when it comes to me and like I, – I always wear my emotions on my sleeves when I'm like, uh, you know – feeling emotion by proxy like when i'm feeling that cathartic emotion from viewing media i'll I'll cry at like the drop of a hat i cried at the beginning of freaking star trek when chris hemsworth is sacrificing himself for his his Mm -hmm. baby boy (laughs) so i'm like you know i'm that guy um and so like you know i i I enjoyed it i loved it. it it is this immensely emotional movie that has this insanely good comedic timing like the cuts that they make in this movie are fantastic. So good, the, and uh, Ed Asner's delivery At on Asner. so many things is just fucking phenomenal. Like this movie is brilliant. There is a reason that it was the second animated movie ever to be nominated for Best Picture. However much credence you put into that, mm. that still feels like kind of a big deal. It is. It's yeah. It's just so so good. Ah. Oh. But, yeah, that, that, that was my first experience of watching it, and I, I made sure I dragged pretty much everybody to go see it, like my family, uh, my girlfriends, who uh, ended up becoming my wife for a while, <laughs> and uh, I, I ended up walking down the aisle to the theme from oh, Up. Oh, and oh I, I, I had, like, the Ellie badge pinned to my lapel and wow. everything, which is why this most recent viewing, which is the first time I've watched it since, you know, going into my divorce... Also felt like so strong, like Mm. with those like emotions by proxy. Wow! So So you've had a journey. You've had a journey with this film. I'm I'm reflecting on it from like the other side of like a a different way of kind of like quote unquote losing a loved one. Wow! Wow! And it's it's just it was amazing to me that I could still feel the exact same way about the movie. Yeah. That's one Watching That's that's that a way. testament.
3: That's truly a testament especially if you like go through huge life changes and it doesn't it's I mean it's no question why the doc, the, the the writer and director for this film was the writer director for Inside Out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. talking about emotions and how those change. And that's again like these hard concepts for children to kind of understand and it's like given to them where it's like Yeah, like these are different things to think about, other than like find love and happiness will always win the day. Where it's like emotions, how you and and memories, how you look at it change, and like your journey doesn't just end with one thing, it continues on. And that's what anyone would really want you to do. So that's why find your next adventure. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Caitlin or Josh, Uh, can you follow up with that? (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it. I mean the the, I like the experience was the uh, <laughs> yeah. <the movie's> good. <laughs> I'm going to go cry. No, um yeah, it, I basically copy and paste in, in a sense of like just I remember watching it in the theaters and being in not knowing what to expect really of just like oh it's a Pixar movie it's going to look cool. And then you watch it mm-hmm. and you're like oh my god I feel so many emotions. <laughs> and now being now that I'm married um it's a whole different experience. It's a, it's and old. Uh, like <laughs> I'm 85 now, yeah. so yeah, so you're like um, the same
1: age as Carl. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah.
2: Um, no, so now I'm I'm married, and so it it has a new feeling to it, new emotions of like it's – There were so many moments of like reflecting on my marriage, and I'm just gonna say a favorite part right now. I'm going to say it. I'm sorry to jump the gun. But my favorite part, absolutely, is when he finds the second half of the book that Ellie left And for me, like, especially during current times, like with COVID and everything like that, for me, COVID has forced me to look at my life and see what I'm grateful for, for whatever I have already. And because COVID made, like. Not pumped the brakes, but slammed on the brakes for some of these things that I was looking forward to in my life. And so COVID and quarantine fo- forced me to like look at other things, the things that I already have. And when that happened, it was like it it was just like I had to pause the movie. Even though it was the end, I had to pause it and just like kind of like reflect of like, I've got all these really great things. And sometimes I get in my head of like. Wham 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 wham, wham wham, It's just like, no, there's That's some how really- I see you,
3: Josh. Wham. <laughs> somebody called a ambulance.
2: Um, that's
3: why you're called the baby Josh.
1: Remember, remember earlier, Nick, what I said yeah, that the Yeah, Tom I'm seeing it is now. I'm seeing it and now. Josh is Kaiser. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
3: That's it.
2: Um, I, am.
3: I know who I am. <laughs> um, Caitlin, how about how about you? What are your what was your I know you liked the movie, but what was your experience?
1: So the first time I watched this, I know that I was a blubbering mess. I know was changed. I, yeah, nothing's really changed in that avenue. Um, but watching it now, I have a lot more kind of understanding of what I was feeling the first time I saw it.
3: Oh.
1: Because, like, this is one of the first Pixar movies I saw where someone bled in it.
3: Yeah, actually, that was why I remember watching bled. it I was like, yo, that's blood. Like you can't have uh, a yeah, movie.
1: They <laughs> actually had blood. Like he actually hits someone. He he was like a criminal. He was gonna, yeah. you know. I, will,
3: I wanna see the DC reboot of it where he like Carl becomes like a murderer.
1: <laughs> oh <my> god. <laughs> <laughs> and like and like Doug actually hurts the bird. Like yeah. or, uh, alpha. uh Alpha hurts the bird <laughs> of like it was actually Kevin. bleeding. Uh yeah. Um and just like the the things that they don't say but they kind of show you some things but most of it's like it's all implied it's it's show don't tell. show don't tell yeah and um watching it now i'm like oh my god no wonder that hit so hard when i saw it the first time because i already understood everything they were saying And, like, watching it now, you get an even deeper understanding of it. Like, you can constantly watch this movie again and again and again, and there will always be a new layer for you to watch it. Because, like, as a kid, you think everything is set. You think everything is, like, this is how my life is. This is how my life is going to be. This is it. Okay, cool. And then things start changing and shifting. And, like, in my mind... Uh, in 2009 when it came out watching this like kind of stupidly I had it in my head that like when someone is like a curmudgeonly old person they stay a curmudgeonly old person because what could possibly ever make them change they gotta change for themselves right but like this movie was that kind of eye opener of like no they're not gonna go to you know South America and find Kevin and feed it chocolate and find it 50 dog pack, like that's not or, gonna happen, but like, no, I'm just or
0: <laughs> I mean, they unless could. they try, yeah, but, <laughs> but they try,
1: but like, those mundane experiences can change you. Meeting someone who can utterly change your life, uh, just from them showing up on your doorstep can can change your whole perspective. Um, and uh, that scene in front of Fenton's. Mm. Because, like, mm, I never, end. yeah, like, you you have your heart out for, um, for Carl and also for Russell. But, like, I feel like my second watch, I understood more that Russell and Carl are kind of dealing with the same kind of loss. Absence. Yeah, mm-hmm. an absence. absence. And yeah. I,
3: I like how they telegraph that with, there is a symm- symmetrical shot that they do when Ellie first puts on the pins. Like, you're part of the club now. And then the shot when Russell points to the badge that he's missing—it's pretty much the exact same like third mm. of the frame, and so you're like, "Oh, I know what's going to happen." Like that—that that makes sense.
0: Like it, it's also—it's all—it's also directly over his heart. heart. Yeah, no. so he crosses it, and
3: you know he gets that. Yeah, it's, but I'm
1: gullible and didn't pay attention to that. So when he put the badge on there, I fall apart every time. It
3: was funny. <laughs> I I had. I had, you know, it's a meme now, but Batman versus Superman, like PTSD, where when Russell said, cross your heart, I thought he was going to say, why'd you say that name? I thought he was going to (laughs) just pull a Martha moment, I was like, this is going to
0: be golden, but um, (laughs) uh, it would be great. But no, it's it's just it's it's just such a a brilliant piece of like writing because Russell embodies all the things that Carl loved about Ellie. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, they were never able to have children, but Russell is obviously the child that they would have had had in spirit. And so he's walking around and, and especially when Russell's like, you know, playing in, I was like, what's that, Ellie? Oh, you say we should keep the bird? What? No, I told him no, because Ellie totally would have been like, yeah, no, let's keep this bird.
3: Yeah, but—and then also it's it's later on kind of, um, I guess, meets its full arc when uh, Russell is kind of, like, saying, like, how his dad would show up to when he gets his 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 final merit badge, mm. and he's, he would show up to this thing, and he doesn't show up. And then Carl shows up instead, um, and it also kind of, like, relates back to when Carl gets Russell back, and he's like, I don't want your help. I want you safe. And it's something mm. that his dad probably wouldn't have said. He's like, I want you to get your badge not to be safe, because— A kid who wants the affection of his father wouldn't go at an old man's house when it goes in the air and in South America and all that stuff. Just being like, I just want a badge. Like, well, the badge is connected to his father. And so now the kid doesn't get the badge, but he gets the father. Mm -hmm. So at the very end, he gets everything that he needs, but not what he wants. (laughs) (laughs) That's the the Pixar way. And I mean, like, the... um, the other writer, um, Bob Peterson, he, he wrote Finding Nemo. And I felt like Finding Nemo was I, I still think Finding Nemo is one of the best written films, uh, if anything animated film, but one of the best written films because it doesn't really use a lot of formula, but it uses a lot of like, well, these are the things you have to do to have good character arc. And then, you know, with combined with Pete Doctor, you know, who did Monsters Inc. and Inside Out, it's just like, well, now you have that and you have all the emotion emotional. Now you have emotions. It's, it's, it's gonna awesome. it's gonna Emotions. hit like like you know Monsters Inc. the ending sequence with you know the the final chip on the, the door. So it's like mm. it, it, there there are a lot of good things that can happen with these two. And I'm like, man, get these two back together. I think it'd be, it'd be pretty yes. um, yeah, it be
0: great.
1: Yeah, because
0: it's incredible. Plus his masterful performance as both Doug and Alpha yeah. Doug, who is by far one of the most adorable dogs ever put to media. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like. The, the, just just in design, the big, wide, like, golden retriever, like, with the big nose and the very, like, beautifully expressive eyes. Oh. You you feel for Doug every time. Like, when he says, like,
1: him, oh, poor baby. When he call him a bad dog.
0: Yeah. yeah. He's just, like, sitting down like, no. Because, oh. like, my dog will, my dog is very skittish, even though he has, like, no reason to be. I love him. Everybody loves him. He wants to be my everybody's Raoul. friend. <laughs> but as, as soon as you tell him no, he'll just be like. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know what
2: I did, I'm but I'm sorry. Don't hate
1: me. <laughs> also, oh my God, what was his name? Um, the months. Months. That guy mm-hmm. was fucking terrifying.
0: Christopher yes. Plummer, baby. Chris, and, and he looks a lot like Christopher mm-hmm. Plummer, too. I think that was on purpose. Oh, yeah. yeah. Probably. I mean, but also,
3: it's the, it's the fun, you know, cautionary tale, don't meet your heroes, you know, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know— Hopefully you do and they're great people. But yeah, this was like the this telltale as well of like Carl having to learn that the idea of adventure in his mind is skewed. It's not what mm. he actually thought it was. So again, it's a lot of the you don't get what you want, but you you learn the thing that you need. You learn the overall thesis of the film because you embody the antithesis. And they do a lot of the legwork of the very beginning of the film. of Like, why would this character think that this person he's ever met is a good person that Ellie would want him to be stationary in this Life and so, like you know, there's that healing scene that I call it, where
0: it's like he's just throwing out all the you know, shit in the house,
1: throwing so. out his literal baggage.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Was it baggage? But still, like but,
0: still <laughs> but still, but still, symbolically leaving the two chairs next to oh. each other mm-hmm. so you can have that last emotional catharsis as he's flying away towards the climax of the movie. Yeah. And then uh, the
1: house is still there at the end. Yeah. I like it was right meant the- to be. Yeah,
0: and, and that doesn't even like touch the brilliance that is just the theme itself. Like da- 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 mm-hmm. da- da- oh, Michael da- Giacchino, da- da- yeah. Mm hmm. It, it's it's brilliant because like you know it has this like whimsical. Da- da- but every single time, like you know, it, moving forward, uh, it's progressing in a downward mm-hmm. progression, like musically. So when it does need to be used for those emotional moments, is like, yeah, no, this is actually kind of a sad song if you if you listen to it like that. But
3: they also yeah. use it in, like, the danger sequences, too, which is mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, this is dark. They can use <laughs> yeah. it for everything. They used
0: it for everything, and it works so beautifully in all these situations. It's just, like... It's why he got the Oscar. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's, it's why he got the Oscar, for sure. So good. Oscar well-deserved. Yeah. Um, Seriously, though.
3: Did you, did you guys know about, like... The, um, Edith Maysfield story. Edith
1: Macefield? No.
3: So, uh, obviously do a little deep dive because I get my nerd on and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a house just like this where instead there was a woman, Edith Macefield. In Seattle, right? In yeah, I th- Seattle. I
0: think, I've seen, I, think, I think I've seen the picture of the house that you're talking yeah. about. It was like, it, it was, it was floating around the internet for a long while.
3: It, on the day of the premiere, Pixar and Disney asked if they can, like, uh, hang balloons off the house because oh. a very similar way of like with Carl's house like big big business big America was like we're gonna build a ma- build a uh, a mall and so Edith was in Germany then she moved all around the world and then she moved back home to that house because she uh, her mom got sick and her mom said um I would like you to be here with me until my final days and so when Edith, Edith stayed there and uh, you know when the mom passed away Edith was like this is all I have left of her so it's actually if you think about it, it's a, bit, a little bit of a different story than what Up is Up mm-hmm. is a little bit about like leave the past kind of where it is where where it is in the past or in, in Edith's story it's more like this is all that I have and I'm not gonna sell this house for even a million dollars which she was yeah. offered and mm-hmm. I think as of 2018 it's still there um, in Seattle and like a lot of people have come and visited and like wrote, wrote balloons on it and it was kind of just this like Wow, like you know, life imitates art, art imitates life. Some ways, but mm-hmm. uh, apparently, like, and that's the funny thing is that like people started like looking into if there's other stories like this, and oh, all around America, like there's these houses that are in between malls,
0: and or wow. some of them that are like these big buildings. Yeah,
3: and it's just like the like imagine like the Casper House, like just swedged in between a mall, and you're like, that's yep. it. Uh. And it's it, it's cool. It's interesting because I think there is a le- a level of like. If you start, you know, looking inside the sauce and seeing how it's made, you're just like, there is kind of like this, you know, idea all around the film outside of just the story of like, you know, people pushing Carl in a way where he's not really in control of a lot of things. And yet he's finally making a stand for himself. So it's it's oh. interesting. It's very interesting. It's-
1: that scary dude in the suit putting his hand on the fence. Oh, I, I kind of yeah, love that. And guy. And, and
0: again, <laughs> that 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 show don't tell. Mm. It's just like you know what's coming. Bam. Yeah. This house is mine now. I, and there's nothing like he doesn't have to say a word uh, to be like so menacing. Uh, they do so many great just like no verbal like cuts. Like the, the best example obviously is him and Ellie growing old together. Uh. Mm. That that beginning montage where they're showing you everything, they're they're giving you the visuals but not speaking a single word of it, and you can just feel every emotional beat. I, I
3: think that's where it, like the most cinema comes from out of it. And like I, um, I've, I've been a big proponent of like you, we need to kind of you know dialogue is wonderful and beautiful and shows style, but like let's kind of get back to the roots of what filmmaking is. Of like it's just moving
2: pictures, and how do you invoke story and emotion and resonance? Well, it's to also, people. it's also like we've talked about it like with Edgar Wright showing the passage of time. Uh, creative mm-hmm. ways to show the passage of time, and I think that this was such a not only beautiful but a creative way to show the passage of time. That it's not like yeah, exposition. Like
0: the, 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 <laughs> the, the ties being tightened up mm-hmm. as they're Multiple. getting like older and older until you finally see old Carl and old Ellie. Yeah,
3: and, and then, then you realize,
0: all- oh man, we're we're kind of, we're kind of at the end of it now, and I haven't kept my promise to her yet. And that's like that's really the driving emotional heartbreak for Carl is that like he he broke his promise to his wife and yeah. he's going to do anything in his final days to make sure that he makes that right but then he's brought into this this circumstance where now he has this child that is in the middle of his like essentially suicide run <laughs> to try to get this <laughs> to try to get this uh prop like this promise fulfilled and he gets dragged into this big adventure and is shown all of these like be- beautiful moments and like given a whole new lease on life just from uh, interacting with Russell, the son he never had.
3: It's, it's a very good on the writers to do that when I, I, I like, I've like, i taken this term of the writer is God and you are a, a mean, terrible God and you just torture your characters of doing a bunch of, however, but, you know, it's like, okay, cool, uh, like we want to do this, but the tires need to be fixed on the car. So you save up more money. But now the tree fell in the house. Now you're old. And it's like, so now you're going to go do this, but now she's sick. So it's like years mm-hmm. later, it's like, okay, cool. Now I'm going to do this thing, but now you're in trouble. So, how are you going to get there? And, and so, every, a lot of the, a lot of, but, however, ifs um, happen. And that's where story is, is because if you're always just throwing conflict at the characters, how they achieve their goal, and it may not be the one that we're looking for, it's just a different one. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is, it is, it's the weight and gold of what the filmmaking is about. So,
0: yeah. I mean, otherwise, that's how you end up with, like, Game of Thrones Season 8, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Like, this happens, and then it
3: resolves. Next. Ow! (laughs) We kind of forgot that dragons are smart. (laughs) But
0: but you see, Daenerys forgot about the Iron Fleet. Yeah. So... (laughs) forgot that spears are a thing. Look over here! (laughs) Um, Also, also, Euron's like Hawkeye out of nowhere. Seriously. (laughs) Enough enough about talking about things I hate. Um, But um,
3: I think, you know, so... I don't know if we can we, – we could do it. Favorite two <laughs> characters of the film. It's kind of easy, Ooh. but I, I feel like, you know, we can do uh, it.
0: You, you say it's easy, but I was actually reflecting with Caitlin last night that there isn't a single character in this movie that I dislike. I mean, there are characters that you're supposed to hate. Mm-hmm. But, like, even, like, the villain, you know, like, uh, Charles Muntz, like, you still, like – He's so wonderful. He ha- he, he, yeah, he has this, like, charm to him, this this evil charm. And I, I'm a sucker for a bad guy. That mm-hmm. said, my favorite characters are uh, just going to be Doug and Carl. <laughs>
1: fair. That's fair.
2: Uh, Josh? Um, I, I'm going to say that the the duo, the main duo of, of Carl, and Russell. Carl and Russell, just the way that they work off of each other and just – how they interact with each other, and it's just it's it's just it's fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I'm co- I'm gonna copy paste with a special shout out to Kevin. Okay. Mm.
3: Um, I feel like Carl more and more in life. Where I wake up and I hear the <laughs> I crackles. So, Old man, Tom! Like, I was just like, uh, like hitting the chair, just like, mm, come on. So, uh. I in terms of characters, I think uh, I like Kevin. She's wonderful, and she is. Uh, she's great. And, and months because to that point, what Nick was saying, like when he's like, all these adventurers have wonderful stories. Like the old man who wanted to get his house here. And I was like, oh
0: shit! Yeah, and, and, you're, sit- and, you're, si- and you're sitting in there in that the- in that scene because you don't know how long this like if this isolation has is truly driven him crazy. Like, what if these people were just here to make a map, dude? Like. Are, are you are you sure about this? What if like, they were actually
1: just coming to see you and, like, check in on him and then he, like, twisted their story?
0: Yeah. Because, yeah, like, and really, it's that stupid science board that's to blame for this. I mean, mm. you know, his motivations are the key problem where it's, like, he's looking for glory, not for adventure, mm-hmm. which is what Carl and Ellie were all about for the adventure. Uh, but the fact that they're like, oh, this bird's fake. Well, I'm gonna, I'm going to go back and get it. You know, I'm gonna prove it. I'm gonna prove you wrong. So, like, he he spends he spends his entire lifetime, like the rest, like all of his good 50, years, sixty years, yeah, down there looking for this bird. And I, I, I said this to Caitlin last night, too, when we were watching, like, you know, he comes back with that bird. He'd be on trending for Twitter for one day, and nobody would give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> true, 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 true. This, he,
1: that he science quite, board probably doesn't even exist anymore. He, he, yeah. He's
3: like a good foil, like you were saying. Yeah, he he looks for the end goal where Carl has to learn about the adventure and the in-between and mm. the new adventure and not just, like, what at the end is. Because at the end, yeah, he probably would be like, all right, well, I don't know what to do with my life now.
2: He so. might guess, narrate Planet Earth four or something like <laughs> yes. that.
1: And maybe, yeah. Maybe.
2: Let me tell you all about South America. Let me
3: tell you about all the
0: people I killed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but hey, you know what? It all worked out because now Carl has a new house.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I just, just, he's got a, he has got a—he he flies around in a dirigible with yeah. fifty dogs. I mean, I
3: that's, I that's I the first totally thing he point, just, he he points at it when he was a kid.
1: The thing I totally forgot is that
2: Charles Munts plummets to his death. I totally forgot about no, that. Yeah. He had, like, no, he, oh, had like,
1: he had like four balloons on his leg.
0: K-win. yeah, yeah. And, and, and he still and, dropped and, like a and, rock. Like, and, and 12 balloons were enough to keep Russell buoyant. So yeah. you know, the, the four might have broken his fall. So he was lanky. There might have been water down there.
3: Coming this summer, Upper. The sequel to yeah. Upper. Upper? <laughs> Upper? That's Upper. a different
1: movie. That's a or, way more, different
3: movie. More More Up the Pixar are up, up upper <laughs> up from
1: the to no train spotting. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've had it up to here with these.
0: Wow. Up to hunt for the wildebeest. <laughs> wow. Um, Josh, awesome.
2: Nick, thank you so much for joining us on oh, this yeah. this grand adventure and uh <laughs> oh. telling Da-da-da. us all about you and everything. Um Where would you like our audience to go to? Like anything specific you would like them to check out? Socials, Twitch, that kind of stuff. YouTube. Uh, If
0: you want to find me pretty much anywhere on the internet, you can search me up by looking up Lanny Pator. L-A-N-I-P-A-T-O-R. You can find me pretty easily anywhere there or on Team Four Star. Uh, If it's anything I want to leave anybody with, it's just... Honestly, like, in these trying times, in this, like, rough situation that we've all been thrust into, unwillingly, just make sure you take time to not only be good to each other but be kind to yourself because uh, life is hard enough as it is without you being your own enemy. True. Well, I'll just yes. stop assisting now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Josh. It's like, yes! I'm going to go watch your video again right now! <laughs>
3: So you well, pretty much told awesome. me to not do what I do. Okay, that's cool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't be you, Tom. Don't All be right. you. Stop being <laughs> you. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, Nick.
0: Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been wonderful. Wasn't that awesome? <laughs> it
1: was awesome.
0: <laughs> Wasn't that so swell, good. y'all? Well,
2: hello, it everybody.
3: It was so y'all?
2: fun. Would you well, rather was- that or like, that was a really excellent interview. Yeah. Yeah,
3: I mm-hmm. prefer all emotions <laughs> over just tranquil music. That's how I am. <laughs> uh, but, but I yeah. like ham. I like full ham. Full ham. Full ham
1: all the time. <laughs> <Full
2: ham. laughs> um, but yeah, everybody at home, thank you so much for listening to that interview. I hope you enjoyed it. If you are new to NerdOn, On, uh, do check on our website, nerdon.tv. It has literally all the information that you would need about us. All of the linky links to all of our socials. To Check them out. Uh, check them out. Check out our YouTube, uh, our Twitch. Uh, the website has all of that stuff. Uh, it all also it. includes where you can find Nerd on the podcast. Uh, all of our podcasts really are everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart. You get the picture. Everywhere. Um, but do check that out. And wherever you do listen, please stop by, subscribe, rate, review, and share us with your friends and family. That's it's how we free.
3: That's, that's free. Those are the free things.
2: Free.
1: Free. It doesn't free. even cost yeah. you a thing. It, like, really helps us a lot, though. It does. It helps
3: so much. It gives you,
1: us feedback, and it also helps us to, like, expand. Like, you wouldn't think that a review would help us, like, grow, but it really does, though. It really it does. It also
3: gets us closer to doing the topics that, like, you could just, like, I want to do this, and the next week we do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. get us closer to that. You know what I'm People saying? People
2: have made suggestions in their reviews, and we did them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and also, like I said at the top, do check out our Patreon uh Join the NerdOn Nation. It helps us to grow. It helps us to be the best that we can be. NerdOn.tv backslash Patreon and that Discord. NerdOn.tv backslash Discord. Let's continue the conversation over there. There is a movie section. Let's talk some more there. But uh, yeah, that has been the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Like Nick said, take care of yourselves. You know the drill. As always,
1: NerdOn. Nerd on.
2: Ending broadcast.